Tonight, we're going to a dangerous area of an Amazon account so we can understand the relationship between humans and PPC campaigns. Crikey! Take a look at this. We're face to face with a hard-hitting predator. And oh boy, this keyword means business. Its toxic venom can lead to hundreds of clicks without conversion. One bite, and it could leave you paralyzed with high ACAS for weeks. Now, these predators won't be mocking with us. We've got the biggest predator on our side, the Ad Badger. Oi, easy boy. And we're here to help you tame these beasts in the jungles of Amazon PPC. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Steven, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon advertising podcast, and your source for all the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies you need to grow your Amazon ads. And you can join thousands of listeners and get bonus content at adbadger.com slash podcasts. What's going on, everybody out there in Badger Nation? I hope you are having a fantastic start to summer. Steven, it is gorgeous out here in Austin. Been going outside almost every day, having picnics. It's been great. It is also gorgeous out here in California. It looks like we're both getting a similar sunny weather, clear skies. Summer is here. Coronavirus, it should be disappearing with the heat. I believe that's how it works. If you were to take coronavirus and put it into a microwave, it goes away. So like the fact that it's getting hot, it's like going to kill it all, right? Exactly. Science. Yes. The PPC Den podcast, the, your source <laughs> for all things science related. Um, Steven, I do want to call you out. I have to call you out because we're going to have people ask about it. You shaved and you did say you're going to wait until the last case of coronavirus <laughs> was, was going to go radi- until you. So again. what happened was New Zealand ended up coming out saying mm. they have completely eradicated coronavirus from their country, no cases, and yes. I thought good enough for me. Yes, because you, you identify as a New, New yes, Zealand Yes, yeah, citizen. I mean, I have a friend yeah. from there, so there's that. <laughs> yes. And, you know, summer's here, it'll, it, it'll go away. All righty, let's jump in to this second part of a two-part episode. Previously on the PPCN Podcast. Stephen, last week we got into a very interesting topic a corner of Amazon advertising that, as you will see, the jury is out on just how it behaves. Most people are not aware of how this behaves. Steven, last week, you and I got some information from a customer. The customer reached out to Amazon, got some information that really made us scratch our heads because we had not heard of this. We didn't know that it behaved this way, and it would really change our fundamental understanding of Amazon. And that fundamental understanding of Amazon is basically how ads are triggered, what keywords do, what search terms do, what auto targets do. And we did an investigation and I do believe we are going to be able to give you a better understanding of how auto campaign targeting behaves and how to get the most out of it. Um, So if you have not listened to the previous episode, episode 82, you need to go listen to that first because that's the first part. That's the setup. Uh, I'm going to quickly recap what we talked about in episode 82 very briefly. Basically, a client reached out to us and they wanted to know how to block product detail page impressions from their auto campaigns with negative keywords. You know, they were trying to add the B0, they were trying to add the ASINs to their auto campaigns to try to prevent those ASINs from getting impressions and getting clicks. But you just can't do that. He reached out to Amazon and Amazon said, if you want to block those 
product detail page impressions from getting you clicks in your auto campaign. If you want to block them, then all you have to do is add the brand name as a negative. Add the keywords from those titles as a negative. Add even the keywords in the bullet points from that product as a negative and you will block that product from appearing in your auto campaigns. This was news to us. So we did a whole bunch of research over the last week and today we're gonna to share with you our three biggest takeaways. And this was fun, Stephen. What did you think about putting this episode together? You know, um, this was an episode where we, you know, we do a lot of prep every single episode. We always try to make sure it's action packed and information packed and it's well researched. This one, you know, we, we did some testing and today we're going to deliver this testing. What was that like for you? Uh, you know, I always love a good experiment, a good test. Um, just to clarify one thing, I don't think the customer was so concerned with the product detail pages or like product page ad placements as much as it was in his search term report, he was seeing a lot of ASINs that were triggering ad spend. And so he didn't want to be getting impressions for these ASINs. Right. Um, so I don't think it was so much on the ad placement, like, like where the ad was appearing. It was more just the ASINs, but he realized he couldn't negative ASIN. And so, yeah, so the so the Amazon rep said, oh, negative phrase, the bullet points or the brand or something. Um, mm-hmm. Although, I mean, that of its own is going to be in our three takeaways here. <laughs> You'll see it's in our third takeaway where we're getting conflicting information from Amazon and conflicting information with what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I was hope we set out trying to go on a journey and learn more and i feel like i walked away more confused and you know what i feel like I've, there's a quote in there somewhere where it's like the more like when you first start learning about a subject you think you don't know anything about it then you start learning about it and then you're like oh this is easy what an easy thing and then like you learn a little bit more and you're like damn like i, I there's so much i don't know right so i feel like it really is a sign of getting more mature with a topic to really recognize that there's so many things that you truly don't know, um, which I think is a really powerful sort of learning statement right. to go there. So let's jump into our test, Stephen. What did we actually do to test this hypothesis? So we took a client account um, that was running an auto campaign and we found some unprofitable ASIN targets that were showing up in there. And instead of adding the ASINs as negative keywords, um, we just took we took uh, keywords, actual keywords from the titles of these products and added those as negative phrase match keywords. Mm-hmm. We had a product that is for a certain type of like hair growth and we were seeing lots of products that were saying things like hair trimmer, hair shaver, hair shampoo, um, lots of things that were irrelevant as well as a few competitor brands. And so we went through and we added some brand names as negative keywords. We took shaver, trimmer, razor, even like muscle toner was showing up. We added that as a negative keyword. And so everything that was irrelevant from these ASINs that we were seeing pop up in our search terms, we were taking the keywords from the titles of the ASINs and adding those as negative phrases. Right. So let's jump in to some of these results. The first thing that we learned was... We went in there and we added a negative phrase of terms that were in the title of these ASINs that we wanted to prevent getting clicks for anymore. We added the keyword from the title. Did it block that ASIN from appearing? Drum roll, please. Steven, did it block it? It did not. It did not. 
which was actually, I think, I forget what we said last week, but I think we kind of said, do we think this is going to work? And I think we said no. Um, but it, it did not work. We, we continued to get served impressions for ASINs with these keywords in their titles, even though we negative phrased the keyword. Yes. So the statement that our client got from a representative <clears throat> was proven you know, people are infallible. Wait, people are not infallible. People are fallible. So people can make mistakes, whether this was a um, intentional or accidental mistake from the statement. However, you cannot block an ASIN impression by adding a negative phrase from one of the keywords in the title of that product. Cannot be done in an auto campaign. Mike, you want to hear a... Do you know how you can tell when an Amazon rep is, is lying or if they're lying? I don't know. Um, you have to watch their, their mouth and if their lips are moving, then they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that about Lots. I heard that about salespeople before and I just applied it to Amazon reps. <laughs> we, we negative phrased shaver, trimmer, shampoo, kept getting served impressions for all types of ASINs with those, um, even though we added them as negative phrases. So... The second thing that we learned was, does it block the brands? So this, is, this would have been fantastic. If you are a Nike and you don't want to block all of Adidas, wouldn't it be nice just to do negative phrase Adidas? Not only would you block searches that have the word Adidas in it, but you'd also block all of Adidas's ASINs from triggering your ads too in your auto campaign. Wouldn't that be convenient? However... Does this work? Steven, survey says? Inconclusive, but probably not. Inconclusive, but probably not. Um, elaborate a little bit on that, Steven. So we did negative phrase a couple brands that we were appearing for. Um, and in the last seven days since we ran this test, we did not get any impressions for those brands. However, in the previous seven days before running this test, we also did not get any impressions on those brands. So last week when we saw those brands and added the negatives, we were looking at a 30-day search term report. And so we were getting impressions in the last 30 days. Then we added them. So we ha But we haven't gotten any impressions in the last 14 days. And we added these negative phrases in the last seven. So maybe it worked. I still don't think it didn't because it didn't work for the other, for the more generic negative phrases. I really doubt that Amazon is, when you're adding a negative keyword, I really doubt Amazon's distinguishing between oh, this keyword seems like a brand, therefore we will negate this brand, ASINs, from appearing. So if I, so if I said like, if I said trimmer, uh, negative phrase trimmer, you know, Amazon's like, oh, that's not a brand. But if I did the phrase like slimmer trimmer, I'm making something up, slimmer trimmer, I don't think Amazon's gonna go, oh, this is a brand, let's make sure these ASINs don't show up for this brand. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think they distinguish between keywords in that way. And so I think the fact that we were still getting impressions for ASINs with the word shaver, trimmer, shampoo, all that stuff in it, but we were not getting impressions for the brands. Yeah, for me, it's not conclusive that it worked. Uh, I think we still got to wait to see if we get any impressions for those brands. But that's my, uh, my take on it. Yeah, I do not believe it blocks the brands. There's no... You know, there's no real reason to, just like you said, there's no real reason to think it behaves any differently than the phrase matching with the words in the title. So that is not the only thing that we did to 
try to get to the bottom of this whole can you block ASIN impressions from your autos. That's not the only thing that we did. Uh, I did a bit of legwork talking to a couple different people, uh, a couple different Amazon consultants. They said different things. You know, their understanding of how this behaved was all different. Some people said, uh, oh yeah, I, I do negative phrase. Other people said I didn't negative phrase, like the brand name to block it. Um, some people said it was more productive to do, it was more effective to do that in the past and now it doesn't or th- just, you know, just a whole bunch of different things. And I even spoke to a representative from a company. Now, unfortunately, I cannot tell you who the company is. They have a strong NDA, but it was not Google and it was not Facebook. It was somebody else from another company. Was it Apple? And it was not. Huh, but some other, <laughs> some other large cap company, huh? <laughs> they said different things too. Um, so my, you know, they said some, they said some weird things like, um, well, they definitely confirmed that typing in the negative ASIN, like typing in the ASIN as a negative inside an auto campaign doesn't do anything. They confirmed that. I don't want to get too far off track, but they said something weird about if you're targeting an ASIN and sponsored products, can you appear on the search? For some questions, just didn't, didn't know the answer. You know, it was a little unclear. And, you know, it was kind of interesting to hear someone comment on that uh, and sort of just say like I'm a little unsure and I think that's a really interesting point because our third takeaway here from this research is that I don't believe anyone truly knows how this works in terms of these these edge cases like obviously we know that in a manual campaign you target that keyword you're going to target you're going to appear for when that keyword is searched Obviously, when you target an ASIN, we know that you're going to go appear on that product detail page. Obviously, in an auto campaign, we know what close match, loose match, substitutes, complements are. So generally, the 95% of impressions and clicks, we know exactly how they behave. It's this extra sort of 5 maybe 10% that is questionable. Like if you go into the world of in a keyword-based campaign, why do you have product page impressions? I have yet to hear something official as to how that behaves. And it's it's very interesting to know that even though Amazon advertising is such a fast-growing, popular ad platform, that there's still some of these things that we just still don't know. And I think that's really fascinating. And And even reps still don't know. Even, you know, there's no official Amazon documentation for really detailing how all these edge cases behave. And I think it's it's one thing that we, you listening to this podcast, and both of us, Stephen, just as Amazon marketers and in the Amazon marketing space, always need to have a, a dose of sort of like humbleness to always approach every new thing with beginner's mind to sort of be open to, towards learning you know, recognize the things that we know for sure, recognize the things that we believe are t- to be true and and have this sort of gray area sometimes where we're not, not getting a clear answer from Amazon. We're a little confused. Like, why do we get product page impressions for keyword-based campaigns? I'll never understand. But if you go into your manual sponsored product campaigns and pull up your keyword, you know, your keyword campaigns, go to your placement settings, you will have product page placements 
how did you get there? What is that about? So the you know the first thing negative phrasing probably doesn't work on I mean does not work on A's and titles um, to block it from your auto and negative phrasing the brand will probably not block it in your autos as well uh, for the product pages and the third thing is anyone who tells you exactly how something works with absolute certainty I would be very weary of I'd be very cautious of. Yeah, I mean, you're, you said it exactly right, Mike. Like, no one knows what's going on. Um, even we're hearing conflicting things from our Amazon reps, or from Amazon reps, not all ours, but one customer's rep says, oh, you can't, um, or yeah, you can negative in this way. Another one says you can't. The guy we were talking to said, if you target an ASIN with sponsored brand ad, can your sponsored brand appear on the search page? I'm a little doubtful of that because I, as we were, uh, you know, recording this, I just downloaded a uh, spreadsheet. So I think we've talked about this in the past. We'll maybe do another episode on, on this in the future one day. Um, but with sponsored brands, one of the things that makes it separate from sponsored products is that you can separate. You can actually download keyword by placement performance um, for sponsored brands. So I'm looking at this one, this one keyword, and it breaks it down for me exactly how did this keyword perform at the top of search, whereas how did this keyword perform perform at other placements. I can see the spend there. I can see the difference in click-through rates for this one keyword in particular. It's the equivalent, but the thing is there's like multiple keywords in this campaign. So, you know, with sponsored products, we have to do single keyword campaigns to get this kind of data. With sponsored brands, they have a report you can download. I'm very doubtful this account right now doesn't have any product targeting sponsored brands, but I'm very doubtful that if we if we set up a product targeting sponsored brand ad, that 100% of the placements would be from the other placements category and 0% would be from top of search. I highly doubt that because I also think in the past when we have run mm-hmm. product targeting um, sponsored brand ads that I've seen those sponsored brand ads when searching for the uh, the competitor's brand or like this competitor's product. So I'm doubtful that these uh, product targeting sponsored brands don't appear on the search page because we know sponsored products definitely seem to appear on the search page because we see it in the campaign placement data. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like you hear things and then, but then you see things with your own eyes. So I guess it's like, make your own, uh, make your own conclusions. I'm making my own. Yeah. This has been something that, um, you know, has plagued Amazon advertising since the beginning, uh, ever since I've been doing it, you know, for, I mean, eight, eight years or so where it's moving so fast where it's difficult to, you know, I have, I have a, you know, a lot of empathy for anyone who is an Amazon rep, especially in Amazon advertising because it does move so quickly. And it's very likely that the person who mentioned the thing that they mentioned about how you can just go in and negative phrase the brand name and you'll block those product page impressions. It's possible that they have some anecdotal evidence as to why that is true or they maybe they read that somewhere but that i do not believe is true we have some testing data here that says it's not true there's no way that i can possibly see this to be true and it might be like it might be that they're told this is the way it's supposed to work but it's not actually working that mm-hmm. way because amazon has their own like bugs and things to fix in their own right. ad console so yeah so i mean stuff like this it'd be awesome to have a unified clear documentation on it um you know, I haven't done Google ads in quite some time, but like Google ads was like super precise 
their documentation was very, very clear. I remember there, when there would be a new update to something, you would like read the documentation first from Google Ads and it would actually like behave like that. It would actually be like so detailed. And it was just a very different, like there, there, there were never any of these problems uh, or this confusion in Google Ads or even Facebook Ads. Uh, you know, Facebook Ads very clearly lists, you know, this is when you appear in the newsfeed on desktop. This is when you appear on newsfeed on mobile. Sidebar on uh, desktop. This is when you appear on the audience network. These are messenger impressions. It's just so detailed and it lists all of this information in a really clear and concise way that, you know, my hope is that we get more, we get clearer as we go on, not more confused. Because if we're just going to continue adding new feature, new thing, so on and so forth, it's great because you can take advantage of those things. But I do think the bar needs to be raised in terms of like how these things are targeted, where they appear, better reporting. So that's my hope for the future. Um, but for right now, to recap, negative phrasing, a keyword, is not going to block ASIN impressions in your auto campaigns. There are some other strategies to really refine your, your ASIN impressions from autos, you know, auto campaigns being such a fundamental part of PPC. We'll talk about that, you know, in another episode, if you were to just actually pause the compliments and substitutes, you know, what could you do instead? We've mentioned it a few times. We might dedicate a full episode on it. Um, but yeah, my closing thought is that Amazon advertising is so new. Still, it is moving so quickly that there are many people, including professional Amazon marketers, professional brand managers, and employees of Amazon that still don't exactly know how that, you know, 90%, I think everyone's good on, it's that last 10%. How does that last 10%, how do those edge cases behave? Nobody knows. They just need to show us the source code, you know? Give me this, Give I want to be plugged into the matrix. Right, make it open source, we'll, we'll go ask our devs how it works and they can give us a, probably a clearer answer than uh, <laughs> kind of just right. the, all the anecdotal evidence. Yeah, you know, it's pretty complicated stuff. You know, there's thousands of advertisers bidding on the same keyword. How do all these get ranked, displayed in a matter of a fraction of a second? It's actually pretty fascinating stuff. And I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. This is heavy stuff, Stephen. Yeah. One final thought that we were even thinking is like, you know, say you don't want to target a competitor's, like you don't want to target a competitor's ASIN, but you are targeting a keyword, which is in their title. Um, so say you're, you know, you're targeting, you know, toothpaste for dogs. All right. That's your keyword. And here's like a competitor's brand. And it's, it says toothpaste for dogs in the title. Uh, does your product, because it's keyword targeting qualify to land on the product details page because that keyword is in the title. Never got a clear answer on that. I don't know. It's all a big conspiracy theory, Mike. Yes. You know, some, some parting, uh, thoughts for everyone out there is if you are worried about this, like optimization fixes everything. So like even in the example that you just gave, it's like, does it appear there? Who knows? You still want to go in there, look at the data, look at what it's giving you, and then you want to make good, effective optimizations from that. So that is, you know, to 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 give some of the power back to all of us listening uh, who are optimizing campaigns, like that's where we take control in the sense of even if you are appearing for all these random placements, can't control it, whatever it is, you can still control your bidding, 
You could still control how much budget you want to give these things. And that allows you to take some of the power back. And that is how we should end this episode, Stephen. If Amazon would just give us negative aces and targeting and uh, auto campaigns, we'd fix the whole thing. <laughs> that's right. It can all be solved. It can all be solved. All right, you guys, that's it for this episode. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. We will see you in the AMZ PPC den. Oh, wait, that wasn't it. It's in the Badger den. All right, you, Mike, you take us out. <laughs> Alrighty, ready. I'll see you inside the Badger den. There it is. Hey guys, Steven here, and I wanted to add one last thing to this episode. Uh, we mentioned in the episode that we had tried to follow this, this Amazon rep's advice and take the brand names um, and add those as negative phrases, you know, when we were seeing the ASINs appear in our search term results. And so we tested that. We said it was the results were inconclusive because we didn't know if we had successfully blocked those ASINs or if uh, we just, you know, happened to not get an impression from those ASINs. It is now one week later and we're about to go live with this episode and I checked one more time our search term results and it appears that we are in fact getting impressions for the brands that we had tried to negative phrase the brand name. Um, but I'm looking at the ASIN now that we were trying to avoid. Um, the brand name is in fact in the title and we are in fact getting impressions for this after we added the brand name as a negative phrase. So I guess you can say this uh, idea, this theory, this myth has officially been debunked. Um, so yeah, we can consider this myth busted and I hope that's helpful for you guys. We ran this test so that you guys hopefully won't have to and you know spend two and a half weeks doing research. Um, so I hope that's helpful. All right, have a good one. Thanks so much for listening to the PPC Den Podcast. Our goal of every episode is to give you guys actionable information so you can go right to your computer and start optimizing with the new skills you've learned. Be sure to subscribe because we'll be back next Wednesday with more great PPC skills for you. And you can always head over to adbadger.com slash podcast for all of our show notes and bonus content that we've made exclusively for our listeners. If you guys are finding these podcasts to be valuable for you and your business, you can help us continue making them by dropping us a review on Apple Podcasts. All right, Badger, are you ready to go back to camp and rest up for tomorrow? What a good boy.